What's up, everybody, and welcome to What's in Your Glass. As you know, I'm your host, Carmelo Anthony. Before we get going, let's let's first welcome today's guest. You know him as, as a famed producer and rapper who has cemented his legacy in hip hop as a hip hop heavyweight and a pioneer of the West Coast rap. Please welcome today to today's show, Too Short. Too Short, welcome. What's up? What's up? Let's do a virtual cheers for the people, man. We got to do a virtual cheers. We got got to cheers, baby. Damn, all day. <laughs> We was talking. We was talking offline a little bit about what you was drinking. What you, what you drinking? Share what, what's in your glass. Uh, I'm representing the homie today, man. I got the, the, the Earl Stevens here, man. He, he got he got many brands, but I'm, I'm sipping on the uh, the sweet red wine, man. It's like it's kind of like Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I had a, I had I had uh, forty on here, that, you know, on, on the show. And he, he he ran down the whole his whole list. Uh, exactly, you know every, everything that he got going on, all the you know the vineyard, the Earl Stevens Select. He was real high. He was real high on that one. But what what made you pick that one? What made you pick that one? out of all out of his selection? What made you pick that one? Well, it is afternoon right now, so I gotta kind of <laughs> I kind of gotta keep it like sort of lightweight. And then um, I mean I got the little proseccos and stuff over there, but they're kind of sparkling, man. I didn't want to really go that vibe right now, so. I just had these last two. We drank, we've been, he's saying cases to us. So we've been drinking this shit for two years now. And um, I just got a bunch of these red wine. So I, I jumped into it, man. I, it's like, it really like, it's like grown folks Kool-Aid. It tastes really, really, really good. It's almost, uh, it's almost too good. Because <laughs> you like, you, you're sipping it like it's, it's tasting so sweet and so good. You next thing you know, you're, you're on the third glass and you're buzzing. Yeah, then you fried after that. You got to go easy with it. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's jump right into it, man. Um, before, but before we really dive in, how how's things with you? What's going on with you? I, I know you're releasing some music uh, soon, uh, which which we'll talk about later in the show. So, congratulations on that. But what what else is going on with you? Well, you know, my main thing right now uh, that 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 I'm proud to be a part of is Mount Westmore. That's um that's the group we formed about a year ago. That's me, Ice Cube, E40, and Snoop. And uh, we dropped a single already called Big Sub Woofer, but we got a bunch of songs that we recorded. And, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a big rollout, man. We have um, a lot of shows booked, and it's just, it's, it's a real thing, man. So at my age, to be a part of something like that and the money it's making and the opportunities we have to, like, extend that whole hip-hop story. And not just, you know, not just like, I um, and them cats did this, but, like, in general, a hip hop career has no boundaries, man. Period. And what? What? I mean, we, and like I said, we we talk about you know the the, the music part, uh, little, you know, later in the show. But but turning turn turning your 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 interest, you know, mu- music music was always a big part of your life. Like, what made you what made you start music? Like, what made you start making music? Because the people people making music today is totally different than what got you. What made you get into the game back in the day? I grew up in one of those houses with. Um, with instruments laying around the house. You know, my, my parents weren't musicians, but, you know, we had drums and we had bongos and guitars and, you know, it could be a horn or something, a harmonica, anything laying around that made music. And I always messed with the instruments. So at some point in my life, like sixth grade, I was, I wanted to be in music classes. And I ended up taking a lot of music classes. And before I could really become a musician, which is in my nature, I became a rapper. And everything I was doing in music class, I applied it to rap. That was, you know, drum machines and keyboards and sampling and, you know, just putting the song together. In my mind was a lot like being a part of the band. 
And then I had a love for music, just, you know, like the funk. Man, I, I was a little kid in the 70s, so I, I'm with that Parliament Funkadelic and, you know, the Ohio players. I was a little kid influenced by that. And if you listen to some of the older producers, uh, Eric Sermon, Dr. Dre, you know, we, we tap into a lot of that funk. And I mean, early rap, a lot of the rap coming out of New York on the early days was James Brown samples, you know, the funk. So, Absolutely. So I'm from that, man. And uh, I think that's that's just what, what really, really got me in it was the funk, <laughs> if you want to put it to one word. And, 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 and one, of, one of the reasons, one of the reasons I would say that I, I admire you, uh, and, and what you do is, is because you you never you never forgot where you come from, right? It's it's you know it's 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 hard. It's hard, especially after all these years. It's it's hard to or it's easy to forget where you come from. You know what I'm saying? That you you move you moving along. You 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 off to bigger and better things. You meeting new people, different cities, different countries. You your experiences is is, is different. But as as you evolved in, into a legendary rapper and and have become a cultural icon, so and, and so much more. Like how have your roots influenced your career with that? My parents are from southern cities, man. My daddy's from Jackson, Mississippi. My mama's from New Orleans. And they embedded in me early on that just southern vibe, you know, just, you know, just, I got cousins who, when I started selling millions of records, my cousins, you know, they they probably was probably whatever, but they, they more or less want to just sock you in the chest and say, punk, you still you, you know, like <laughs> they can't give you that. So I come from one of them families where like the whole family would turn on you. If you was like, just, are you, are you special? Cause you got a little something like you got to just keep it real with your family. Like I might even make a lot of money, but it's still you little nigga. Like I'm still, <laughs> I'm still your, your cousin. That's a lot bigger than you. You know, that whole thing. Same thing with my brothers that the homies I come up with. It's just like, I come up in a situation where, the people around me, they're like, be big, but don't get the big head. Mm. And the big head, the big head is what they don't like when you come back home. You've been away for a while and you come back and you got the big head on the corner. They're like, oh, nah, brother, we ain't, we ain't for that. So I, I, learned, I learned to stay grounded. And staying grounded kept me c- connected to my family, my original friends, and just people that, you know, when you're coming up, it's a lot of people that participate in your come up. And when you get there, you know the people that do it. They look back and go, man, F all y'all. I'm up here now. But them people, all that, all that matters, man. The little people, the big people, everybody matters in your, in your world of, of making it and the things that had to happen perfectly for you to make it. Everybody matters. And I, I take that to heart where I never really forget those who always, you know, was there, man. So, you know, the homies, moms or whatever. How many times I go to her house you know, and get a good meal while we was hanging out. I remember, I remember the homie's mom. I ain't gonna never forget her and what that meant on that day. So that's the kind of guy I am. What and, and, and when you when you look at when you look at the hip hop landscape today, like is is there is it is there anything because you just you mentioned something that was that was that was key. You said you grew up in a in the in the you know in a household with instruments. Then your, your parents was from, from Southern states. So you had that, you had that natural, naturally in you. You know, you, you, you had that, that energy. You had that, that, that music, you know, that, that, that IQ when, when it comes to making music and sound and, you know, putting things together. But is, is there anything that, that you wish would change or, or do you appreciate the evolution of, of, of the rap game? Well, I think we in a, a more, you know, digital age right now more computerized, more, you know, everything is more electronic. And it's like, what you're seeing right now is that young talent 
you know, from hip hop, right, born and raised on it, just really like looking at anything that around them. That's how, that's what hip hop is. You just give me the, the stuff that's on this table and I'm going to beat and make some noise and find a way to record it and make a song that's dope. We're going to figure it out. So I think when you see a little dude with a laptop and from start to finish, that laptop is his main instrument. However, whatever he downloaded, whatever programs he's using, he's using the resources he has, but he's, it's still hip hop. And it's still like, I'm going to pull this shit out of thin air and, and make hits. And I, I just love the craft, how it evolves with the tools you have available to you. Young, young hip hop didn't have a lot of tools. The main weapon was two turntables and a mixer. If you give me that, I go, I'll go find a record that got a little drum beat. And I'm going to make a song. That's the, that's the first step. Next step was, man, let's get drum machines. And instead of like trying to find these little loops, let's just, let's just beat the little beat out ourselves. Next step was they made a machine where you could just grab the loop and play it over and over again. Like it just evolves. And so now it's like I can sit with my laptop and break out different programs and I could just make dope beats and never even touch a piano, but I can still make it sound like a piano player. Wow. So I, I think I think our little guys, man, they got great advantages, man. We, you're supposed to be in the evolution of what you do. You're supposed to be a part of the future. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to build on what came before you and then add something to it. Y'all got bigger, faster, better, more intricate, you know what I'm saying? NBA, evolve, you know what I'm saying? So hip-hop is evolving. Indeed. Do you, do you think that the, the true essence of the game, right, the, the, the baseline of the, of the hip-hop game of rap uh, is missing today? Like, I, like you said, in, in sports, in basketball, it, it evolved, and you got it. we support it. You got to support that. You got you know, you to embrace the, the, the younger generation. Just because they have different or more opportunities than, than the past generation had doesn't mean that you shouldn't in, in, in embrace them. What do you think there's, there's something lost in the, in, the, in the industry, in the rap game? Only thing that's missing and the only thing that's lost is what already happened. It's what we did before what's going on now. And, you know, the boom bap. <laughs> is it is no hip hop without the boom bap. We still hear remnants of it in its purest form to this day. It's still stuff that creeps out, but that's not necessarily prevalent in hip hop right now with the young kids. But at the same time, it's a part of the evolution. So I just think where they at right now, where they at right now is where they're supposed to be. That's what, if you're making a song, I don't care what the sound is, what you, what's different than what it used to be, what it's supposed to be. If it's popular, you're doing something right. Because right now, popular is hotter than skills or looks. <laughs> popular <laughs> just, is just, that's the thing. So, you know what I'm saying? You can't even be walking through the mall going, that kid is a star. Like, you know, the kid, <laughs> the kid that's a star is, is making themselves a star online right now on social media somewhere right now without you discovering them in the fucking mall. So I just think <laughs> I like hip hop's journey. I like what hip hop did and how each generation built something that makes the next one be able to last forever. I was a part of the first wave when rap started going into big arenas and going around the country and, you know, it started being where you could sell a million records and shit and go platinum. I was a part of that. Now, you know, you get popular and get a hot song, you got an opportunity to make millions of dollars on multiple different platforms and it can go so much further if you got the right team and all that, all that stuff together. So I just think um, the evolution of the music is, is, is what it's supposed to be, man. I, I, I like the new songs. You know what I mean? I don't think I would want them to continue to be the same thing over over again. Look at rock and roll, man. Rock and roll 
if you did, by the birth during the birth of hip hop, rock and roll was like a, a monster, and we was like little infants. And now it's the other way around. So you know your genre, your your love of what the music you love could it, it ain't it ain't said it ain't just set in stone. It's gonna be here forever. But hip hop, I'm proud of our youngsters keeping it, making way more money, just surpassing all different genres of music. Like hip hop is worldwide, global, popular. Period. Preach on that. Look, look, looking back, looking back at like, how do you, how do you feel knowing you you were, uh, you know, a, a pioneer in the in the music world? When I think when you're a trailblazer, it's it's got to be very rare for a trailblazer to trail to blaze trails as they announce. Y'all know what I'm doing. Like you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing when you out there knocking down trees and. You don't know you the one that's that's making paving the way. You look back and say, y'all know I paved the way, but not while you're doing it. I think you just giving it all you got. Like you looking for it, like you you in that moment. I'm I'm in the moment of they gave me the opportunity to do a show. At that show was seven thousand people. I probably never seen a crowd more than five hundred. And here I am for the seven thousand. I'm like I'm about to take advantage of this moment. They gave me the opportunity to sign to a major label, cut the check. I was already having money, but they cut the check. And I'm, I'm looking at, I'm like, okay, now I got major distribution and they paying me for this. I'm about to show off. You know what I mean? I, I put in work. So it's like, man, you got to like, in the moment, you got to like t- take advantage of those moments. And then when you look back and go, damn, I was, I was a pioneer shit. Like, you know, got <laughs> yourself on the back a little bit. Hey, but I, I, I really, I, I stand up proud knowing that on this West Coast shit that I was there from day one and I was the first one who stepped up from the whole entire Bay Area and said, I'm from Oakland, we from the Bay. And I was, I was the first one. You set up, if you line up the rappers and go, this is how they came out and this is how we got the, I'm first in line on the streets, first in line on wax, first in line hanging plaques up on the wall. I'm the first. I, I, I blazed that trail for the Bay Area hip-hop scene. So, yeah, I'm very proud of it. It's, it's, it's a great achievement. As you should be. As you, as you should be. Like you said, you, 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 know, you, put, that on, you put that on the map. You, you, brought awareness, you brought awareness to your environment and to, and, and to your world. You understand? Where, where people didn't know that. So to, to bring that into, and again, to feel, to, to, to know that you're a pioneer in this game is something, is something special. Uh, I, I, I would say that. With with your with your first your first album release in uh I want to say eighty seven, and, and and then your latest album uh re- re- recently in two thousand twenty, like you you became the only active uh, hip hop artist to have released an album in five different decades. When I had five different decades, that's hard as that's hard as shit to do. You have a you have a catalog, man, that that includes like platinum albums, uh and and a huge you know influence on 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 just modern artists, you know, what motivates you to keep making music? Because that's a long, five generations is a long time. I'm still, I'm still on the original motivation, man. Just that, um, I love making music. So as it is now, I would say outside of the love of music, the main ingredient or inspiration that I find right now is the story of hip hop and the story of hip hop, when it's told and when it, when it's, you know, documented over and over again in all these different versions. I just, I just want people to know that 
there ain't no expiration on this hip hop shit, man. Like, you could get a hot record it, like 30 years ago, and that fucking record is still feeding you right now. You still out uh, doing shows and going around the world and people like appreciating you. And, you know, in, my, in a case like mine, I just been making music and making music and making music. Like, I'm still doing it and still getting opportunity and still getting money at it and still, you know, my phone ringing all the time. Like, that's, I, I just say, um, I just call it hip hop, man. We created our own world and we didn't get chewed up and swallowed up and spit it out. We got, we got hip hop, hip hop got used up a lot by major labels and, and different, different people. But in the end, we made a lot of millionaires. We, we got to the point where we started making billionaires. And it's like, this is a real, a real, this is a real dream. When I was a kid, there was no hip hop dream. You know what I'm saying? And even, even, Absolutely. The, even the basketball dream wasn't, I'm about to be a uh, hundred millionaire. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, the dream wasn't there. So to build these industries, man, and to give kids from the inner city and anywhere, just that dream, that real, you really could do this, man. Barack Obama, you really could be president. Like, like the dreams have changed, bro. When Martin Luther King said, I have a dream. It's, it's different. Like, it's still a struggle, but it's just different. The opportunities that you have in hip hop is, is amazing because if a rapper gets on, and I really get mad when rappers get in trouble and they continue to get in trouble and they like kind of, you know, get locked up or something or, or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be with, with all the, all the negative energy. Cause when a rapper gets on, man, your homie get to be the road manager. Your other homie is your producer. Your, you know what I'm saying? Your other big homie is your security, man. It's like you bring a lot of folks on. Then you got the two little homies down the block. You put them on, they record start hitting. And you like, you, you could look at it. If a couple of rappers get on from the same side of town, same neighborhood, you start seeing the neighborhood change. You start seeing the, the cars change and that's real. That's 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 real. When you when you look at the music scene today, right? Who who are who are some of the artists that that people should be keeping out out for? Like who are you listening to? Who you who who like inspires you? Like oh shit, this shit is hot or somebody they need to, he he up next. My list never changes, and I I've been in the game so long that. You see the hot guy, female, whoever the artist, I'm just going to say artist, pop up, take over shit for a year or two. And then just whatever the politics was, whatever the reasons were, that's all we get from that artist. My favorites have always been the people who come in the game. You see them come in the game like two chains. And then years go by, like Drake. You know what I'm saying? Years go by, like Future. And, and they still slipping in with more hits and still having it and still commanding and still bringing and generating. And it's like, you know, the TIs and it, it ain't about your bars with me. It ain't about, you know, your immediate fan base or whatever. It's just about me. I, look at it, I respect that longevity. I really respect, you know, if you can come in somewhere like the NBA and play multiple seasons, you know what I mean? Like I don't disrespect you just because you came in and, and out three years. I'm just saying my favorites are the ones who got that, that track record, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? You could be great for a minute, man, but I really, really respect when you're great for a long time. I really respect when you... It's, it's not easy to get a hit record and to get recognized in the fraternity, but it's hard to stay around this shit, man. It's hard to stay in it. Like, you can't, you can't just slip in and stay in. you got to be made of something and talented, something business, something, you know what I'm saying? Luck, it got to be a lot on your side to stay up in this, man. 
And those are my favorites, man. So, you know, I, I root for the Kodak Blacks because I love the music. You know, a lot of guys, I can name a lot of guys that I, I feel like you could have a really long career. Like a lot of, a lot of dudes, man. And it's just, uh, it ain't just about what's happening with you right now. It's not just about the talent you got and the team you got. It's about a lot of shit. <laughs> you got you to gotta know this, brother, because when you're sitting around on the sidelines, and you start calculating the, the wrong shit you did, you should have been calculating that shit before then. You should have been thinking about this shit at time like now, like, like really, like, we talk about this ageism in hip-hop where the OG is like, oh, man, them youngsters whack, and the youngsters like, man, oh, OG, get your old ass out the way. <laughs> but from the OG perspective, because I'm one of the OGs who don't really disrespect the young homies, from the OG perspective, I'm just saying, man, you wish that you could pull up in this in this thing and make a lot of money in your 20s doing something and that same thing will bridge you out in your 50s, you wish that life would deliver you something like that. And you got that opportunity with hip-hop. You got, you got niggas like Jay-Z and Short Dog and E-40 and Fat Joe and Snoop Dogg blazing that trail. P. Daddies and stuff, man. You know, P. Diddy's, man. They, they, they blazing that trail for you to say, I can still flex my swag in my 40s, Kanye. You know what I'm saying? The list is long. Push on to the 50s, man. We we we, we getting there now. We ain't, ain't nobody really swagged it out in their 60s in hip hop. We getting close. <laughs> and, 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 and absolutely, and, and longevity longevity is 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 definitely something that you live on alone, right? You you can live on that for the rest of your life if you if you have longevity in anything. Anything you do in more than five, six, seven years, you got longevity. You got longevity in that. So when you start talking about 15, 20, 30, 40 years, now you cement it. You know, now, now, you're, you're, now your footprints is, is there. Them, them footprints ain't, ain't, ain't going nowhere. So I know the feeling. I'm coming up on, I'm coming up on 20 years in the NBA. You know, that's, that's, that's hard. You know what I'm saying? It's royalty, man. Absolutely. It's usually three, four, it's usually three, four years in the, the turnover. You know, how many, you know how many athletes that's out there? You know how many people that want to rap that's out there? Who may not get the opportunity, so we we always got to take advantage take advantage of that, and, and never never give or take longevity for granted. And another career highlight of yours, like your your, your legendary discography, man, was, was celebrated as as part of a versus, and then you know congratulations on that too. That was big time. Uh, this this past December, you went head to head with you know obviously E forty, uh, and which 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 was definitely an anticipated, highly anticipated battle. Um, like how did how did that play out? Like, how do you feel when you saw that play out? Okay, so first of all, I was getting the, the tap on the shoulder from from versus when it was just you know COVID, <laughs> Instagram live. I was they was like, who you gonna go against somebody? I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm not doing it. So then it went up to the next level, and it was like Snoop Dogg, BMX, and Beanie Man, or whatever. It, 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 it <laughs> elevated, and it was tapped on the shoulder. Like, man. Do versus do, and I, I, this was my opinion. I was like, look, I got a track record that I don't have to prove nothing. And I feel like versus was a battle. And I'm like, I don't need to battle nobody because I don't got nothing to validate. I felt, and, I, and I'm not saying that that's what it was going to do, but I, I felt like part of me getting on there was to be like, well, listen to this, listen to that. I don't, I don't got nothing to prove. I'm, I'm cool. So versus wasn't fitting my 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 psyche wasn't even it wasn't even on the same page, but then I got a offered to me a different way by E40 and Swiss Beats because Swiss and Forty had already talked. Right. They had a way you know to word it because I me and Forty talked about it to each other like we talk all the time. 
He's like, would you do verses? Like, no, nah, I wouldn't do verses, man. I, you know, I ain't doing nothing like that. But then Swiss came back with the new, the new pit. With the play. The new pit. Yeah, he had the like, play. This is for hip hop. This is educating hip hop as a whole. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's young people that's going to tap in that don't know your story. They don't know your discography. They don't know about you and E-40 and the history of the Bay. Y'all got to teach them. So I was like, I'm with that kind of program. I'm like, I'm not going to get on there and battle E-40 or anybody like, like we're going against each other. I said, if you want to tell, tell a story and do a celebration, I'm in. So if you notice, me and 40 kind of turned the page on what versus battles look like. Absolutely. We, we, I remember seeing Snoop and DMX in the same room. Versus was always you somewhere else, y'all battling. But then they was in the same room. And then, you know, they was like participating kind of. I just wanted to be on that vibe. But we dressed it up a little more. Brought the cars out. You know what I'm saying? We kind of, uh, they was trying to give us a format. And then I was like, man, if y'all give me a format, it's going to be fucked up because then you're going to make me, I, I say, I've been knowing 40 my whole life. Let us just do it. Don't, we can't rehearse. We can't, no, let's just do it. And then we agreed to not, not pre-set up anything, no, no format of uh, talk about this or that. And then all I wanted to do was, between me and 40, was if we do this, man, let's keep telling the story in the midst of the verses. Let's just tell a little story about how they started, because me and him started it. We started the Bay Area hip hop scene. There, there might be a few that was in the mix then, but me and him started. And we held it down to this day as far as who's your big homie in the Bay? If you're an artist, who's your big homie? E-40 and Too Short. Ain't no, ain't no other answer. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's how we did it, man. And it was a celebration. It was Christmas. It was, uh, people was at home. And, you know, it was a COVID Christmas. You know, it was it was like pe- people came to me because, you know, on the West, that's like you talking about your DNA, like your, Absolutely. your birth, like you in the car seat, your mom and daddy bumping too short and E-40. So on the West, they was like, like dog, like it was it was spiritual. It was Christmas. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a big deal. So uh, Versus made me a lot of money. And, you know, Versus is not a, a format that, that breads you out like up front or nothing. It's some money involved. But it made me a lot of money because. After you do verses, your streaming just like goes out the roof. And after, you know, it was opportunities that, you know, during verses, like, I mean, we did a we did a party after verses for like a, somebody paid us like some ridiculous amount to leave verses and come do their virtual party, like just cameras and something that was gonna play back at their Christmas party. Uh everything I did during verses, if you go back and look at it, everything I did was for the bag. If I if I put a hat on. It was for the bag, baby bag, the t-shirt I was wearing, the jacket I was wearing. I was, I was bagged out. Like, fuck it, that's versus though. But that is like you said, it's a, it is versus, and most people would think that it's, it's a, it's supposed to be a battle. I got these little buttons. If you hit the button, it say, "Bitch." <laughs> I took it to the camera, and I was like, "Y'all better get a bitch button." I hit it. I, I sold eighty thousand dollars worth of them motherfuckers that night before, it, before it ended, before the live stream ended. They had spent eighty thousand. Mm. I don't know what the final tally was, but at the end of the before we cut off the air, eighty thousand already been ching chinged on my little website. That's what versus, and that's yours, that's, and that's I'm yours. Versus is it's amazing, bro. Yeah, it's so it's so many it's so many opportunities 
that come from Versus. So then Swiss and Timberland, they cut a deal with Triller and they sent everybody who did Versus before they cut the deal with Triller, they gave everybody a piece of the deal. And we and we, and, and and we sat and we sat and we watched the evolution of hip hop, right? Exactly. And and before you wasn't getting those opportunities after a, a, a versus type of show, right? And 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 the energy would have been different. It would have been a straight battle. It would have been a straight, you know, something would have happened in there. Some type of energy would have would have, would have transcended in there. Man, we made it, man. Hip hop went to the Super Bowl. We made it, man. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> and big big shout out to Swiss too for having that for having that vision and. And, and 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 getting you to get you to see it from a whole different landscape and a whole different lens. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate it. It was one of the greatest uh, experiences, you know, during and the aftermath of it. It was a really good experience, man. So if you're an artist, I recommend it if it's coming your way. And you know, as a fan, uh, follow the, the versus format, man. It's really, really, really. It's been dope, man. Uh, Gucci Man and, and Jeezy. It's just been dope. <laughs> like, that's that's amazing, amazing. Like if you know the story, that's amazing. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's history, too. That's longevity. That was longevity. Switching gears some more. Like, you're releasing a new album in March that just coincides with, like, the 35-year anniversary of Born to Mac. What what can you tell the people, you know, about the album? What what can fans expect? What other projects you have going on? And what, what should we keep our own? Well, the first song I'm dropping is a, is a collab I did with Lil Duval. And, uh, you know, people associate Lil Duval with being funny and, and c- comedy and stuff, but he's really a singer. He really does know how to sing. And, you know, he did this, the, the song with, with Snoop Dogg, Smile. He would hit, and he got songs of his own and all this stuff. So, you know, we shot the video. It was, it's a dope song. So that's on there. Um, I, I'm not really, like, slanging, like, a bunch of collaborations because, like, like I said, what I'm doing right now is for hip hop, and I'm I'm just trying to really make some really good music that doesn't require you to judge me for my age or you know try to put me in some box like oh that's the OG that's that's throwback shit like it's just music so when you hear it it's just another another step for hip hop it, it's not so much personal with me. Is really for hip hop. I don't have a lot of reasons to push forward the way I do, except other than it's for hip hop. Mount Westmore, when you hear it, me, Snoop, Cuban, Forty, when you hear it, it's it's fresh. It's like it got that it got that thing you want in it. Like these are my OGs. I want to feel that. You know what I'm saying? Like well, I don't, you don't want us to be out trying to be the new artists. So it's in, right, it's in my right, pocket, right. You don't want to do that. But the shit is fresh though. It's like it's 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 a fresh flavor. Like it's not, it's not. It don't come on sounding dated. Like we put some old songs out. So my Westmore is a real deal. It's real, man. Um, my group members are Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, and E Forty. How can a record label even give us a deal? <laughs> These niggas got more money than any label. I'm just saying, like, imagine what absolutely the, no, you're right. What the demand for excellence is within this group. We all legendary, and we all realize that we're not in our prime, but we still hot as we were. You know what I'm saying? We still, we still, we still deserve when we get when we get on stage together. When we get on stage together, they breaking us off like we like we Drake. It's the same, it's the same chick. 
Yeah, and, you, and y'all need y'all need to celebrate, and y'all need to celebrate. This is a this is a celebratory moment for y'all too. To, like you said, to have the, those four, y'all four, you know, heavy hitters, pioneers, legends on 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 one project. You know, y'all so we, y'all picking each other up at ourselves. the end of the day, and, and, and right from the start. And absolutely, uh, I say that to say it's it's the the product that's coming is going to have excellence stamped on it. Like we're trying to show you that hip hop can be of all ages. And I ain't talking about for all ages because I'm talking about of all ages. You could be nine years old and be on TikTok blowing up, getting money, and you could be uh, 55 and getting it too. So salute to, to hip hop. And, I, I, you know, I admire the NBA a lot, man, because, you know what I'm saying, I know y'all got as a league, y'all got to go through your growing pains, but I admire the NBA because I've been an NBA fan since I was young, and I'm really noticing that like a lot of the coaches that used to be players and just, you know, just, just to, you know, all the announcers, everybody, it's a family, right? And it's like, like it really from when it, when it grew, when it was young, young Showtime, Magic and all them before that, like what it is now, it's all the second generation players. It's, it's dope, man. The players whose fathers played, man, there's so many of them now, it's dope. It's the culture, just like, just like, just like hip hop. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the culture. We've made it, we've made it a culture. We've made it, uh, you know, a, a, a fraternity. Like you want to be a part of that, and and, and and we try to do, you know, us, us as the OGs, we try to support the younger, the younger generation. We try to support, you know, their skill, their talent. Uh, give them their own voice, give them their own platform, and, and 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 just keep our DNA in there. Our DNA, y'all DNA, gonna be all throughout that album. So I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to tapping it, to tapping into that. So congratulations on 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 that. Wrapping this up, bringing it all back to um, kind of why we here and just what's in your glass and the, pre- and the premise of this show. I just got a few, you know, quick fire questions for you uh, for us to close us, us to close this out. Um, I, I like to know what's in your glass on certain certain occasions. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you, what's on what's what's in your glass and when you're on your vacation? Uh, you know, on a vacation, I probably would um, I probably would go towards like um, like pina coladas. But then a pina colada, they like they like slide the rum in it or whatever. I'll be like, uh, replace the rum with like maybe some Don Julio, <laughs> some tequila. <laughs> so I'm drinking pina coladas with tequila, so kick in a little bit extra. <laughs> you know, I, I, my, my drinking my drinking career has been like split in two 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 phases. I was a lot of cognac as a youngster, and then somewhere it just got tequila got kicked in. And I kind of like drink more like tequila drinks. I, I'm not really a vodka drinker, but if if needed, I you know, I, I get down on vodka certain ways. You know, Tito's man, I get down certain ways. But I'm always like Don Julio's my thing. And you know, when you're of a certain baller status, people like measure you by your uh, 1942 bottles. But I, I'm not really like a 42 kind of guy, man. I'm like 42 don't really mix good in drinks. They got like drinking straight. So if you buy a 42 all night, you keep drinking, you're going to get like drunk. Yeah, you'll get, yes. So I'll get a 42 <laughs> bottle, but I'll be over there on the Don Julio Blanco, mix it a little bit, you know, pace myself. I need to be, I need to be coherent when the party's over, when it's, I ain't, I can't, I don't get wasted. So, so whatever I'm doing, I'm always pacing myself. Not, not too big on champagne, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a friendly person. So if they ask me what I want to get, 
I'm like, bring a champagne, bring a cognac, bring a vodka, bring two tequilas. <laughs> and, 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 let, and let's go. What's so if you 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 at you at you out at a nice restaurant? All right, what's what's in your glass? Uh, I always go to um the, my first choice is to go to the specialty drinks just to see if they got a little concoction that, that grabs me. I lean towards the rum drinks because they always taste like Kool-Aid. Sometimes I'm at dinner, you know, any one of them rum drinks, uh, not so much blue Hawaiian, but maybe. But those rum drinks, they always got them on the menu. <laughs> you know, you sip one, you be like, oh, this is cool because it tastes like Kool-Aid. But then um, I also go for the silver tequila drinks too. But I don't like the, um, people like it. I don't know why they like it. I don't like that smoky thing with the, Pepper and the smoky tequilas. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like that. I don't. I don't like that flavor. So, you know, yeah, that's me, man. I, I'm definitely um my go-to. Like, I got an Uber or my driver. My car ain't there. My go-to sit down at dinner. They talking soup, salad, uh, appetizers, all that. I'm like, let me get a uh, double shot of Don Julio Blanco on the rocks. Uh, put a little OJ on the side and about two or three limes. And I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit, I'm a little hood bougie, so I don't never like my limes to fall in my drink because I'm like, you know, somebody cut them, spliced them, threw them in the thing. They've been, they've been touched too much. So I'm like, just give me the juice and throw the limes to the side. <laughs> Everybody got their little quirks, man. I, I hate the limes that float in my drink. I hate that shit. <laughs> if you, if you, if you, you, you're celebrating, uh, say a big win in business, right? Or, or, with a new project. Well, what you, what you, what's in your glass? You staying with the tequila all the way? Nah, we're going we gonna to pop a champagne bottle or two. One of them going to get spilled everywhere on purpose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Another one going to get passed around. And then, uh, you know, I might, uh, if, even if I start off with a glass of champagne just for the toast, I'm going to probably sit it down about halfway. And, and you know, I, I'm into the uh, Anejos and Reposados too, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a sophisticated tequila drinker. I cannot drink. I have yet to learn in all my years how to hold a martini glass without spilling it all down my wrist. It's not for us. If two chicks said, <laughs> we'll give you the wildest time in your life and you just bring us two, two martinis. You're going to fumble. I, tell them, I, I got to go. They're going to be two half a glass of liquor. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. last one, last one. You, you celebrating, let's just say, the upcoming release of, of, of the new album next month. What we, what, what's in your glass? Uh, we definitely doing shots. Okay. And shots are like, I'm not a bully when it comes to shots. You don't have to shoot what I what I shoot. So uh, we have choices. You're like, what, you want a shot, shot? Yeah, you know, we get choices. Like, oh, I want vodka. I want tequila. I want cognac. So you know, I think I think those are the uh, universal go to for friends and family is have a good cognac, have a good vodka. That you know, Absolutely. I don't want to sell my brand. <laughs> And have, a, no. have a good tequila. And then you got the people that you can size up who's at the in the circle by uh, who drinks red wine versus white wine and nothing else. And then who's like champagne only. Like you can figure out who's who <laughs> by taking a few quick shots. Like, okay, I know who you are. And I'm like, <laughs> the alcohol, the alcohol exposes the personnel all the time. Yeah, if she, if she take a shot of tequila and go, woo, I'm like, okay, I know, I know who you are. <laughs> Yo, man. Hey, short, man. I appreciate you, man. We're going to end it on that. No, I appreciate you coming in, man. Thanks for joining me for a glass. You know, you you already know, man. We the, you the OG. We the OGs in these in, in both industries, man. And just, 
this this culture of of hip hop because the NBA is definitely a part of the hip hop culture, man. So I want to say thank you again, man, for being who you are. I'll give you your flowers right now. Uh, good luck on the album. Congratulations on the album. I'm looking forward to listening to it, and I'll see, I'll see you soon, champ. All right, man. Enjoy it, man. Indeed, champ. All right, baby. Peace.